Hey, Arissa. Hey, Arissa. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother Canada 10 and Survivor 42, Danielle. It is wild how quickly when I text someone and, and they're a blue bubble person and they turn into a green bubble person, it's wild how quickly I'm like, prepare the funeral. They're dead. <laughs> they're just yeah. dead. They're, they were kidnapped. The, the murderer you, snatched the phone. It's over. Yeah. You know, I'd rather die than become an Android user. Absolutely. I know that yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or go I into know. like the, the forest. Listen, we've gotten into Danny's phone antics on this podcast before. I treated myself to a new phone. I got the iPhone 13, not the Pro, just the 13. You're not Pro anymore. It's a beautiful piece of equipment, but for whatever reason, my phone number did not transfer over. So now I'm running just, I'm running strictly on Wi-Fi. I'm a Wi-Fi girl. No data whatsoever. You're running on fumes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. why, why do you need the, the data? What color did you get? I got white, of course. Oh, of I course. don't like to, and this time, you know, I, I never was a case girl. I prefer a nude phone. But I went ahead and I got a case. Oh, wow. Because I was like, I succumbed to peer pressure. But here's the thing. Do you use a case? Oh, yeah. I dropped dropped my phone too much. All right. Well, when you're in a safe space, take that case off and feel your phone. And you're going to be like, it's so much better. (laughs) What? One time I did that. One time I was like, let me just go caseless for a day. And I literally shattered the back of the phone, like in that 24 hours. You have to be really careful. You need it. Here's what you need. Caseless, but with a pop socket. What what am I, a teenager? But pop sockets are fun to play with. No, no, I'm not doing the pop socket. I am a man. I don't carry my phone in a bag. But it's not even. a pop socket, stick it out of my, out of my jeans. (laughs) Like some some sort of pervert. (laughs) It's about function. It's about utility. No, no, no. No. What else is going on, Danielle? So much is going on. Did you watch any movies this week that you hate? Um, We did watch the Batman, but I didn't hate it. (laughs) I didn't hate it. I didn't watch the whole thing, obviously. Why would you? It's so long. (laughs) But you know what? I actually thought it was, I liked the opening scene a lot. I thought that was, I thought a lot of it was really well done. I really liked the Riddler. I liked the direction they took with him, making him so scary. Uh, penguin thoughts? That was More of a man upsetting. than a penguin, yeah. Really upsetting. But he was great, Colin Farrell. Because you don't know. Of course. He's how a, could he's you fantastic. ever know it was him? Yeah. We'll get into so, Big Brother in a second. It was a quite a Big Brother week. Oh, it was, it's a Big Brother week here on the pod. We don't know. We don't have that much to say about There's Survivor. A, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I Sorry. did see I, I did see ambulance ambulance. Mm-hmm. That is the best stupidest movie ever made. Um, Brother cop is what I call it in my household. Brother cop. Yeah, because that's what they made it seem like it was going to be about brothers who are cops. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's end of watch. The other Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, excuse me. So did you love it? Movie. Was it a return to form for Mr. Michael Bay? It was, it was absolutely psychotic. There are multiple references to other Michael Bay films in it. <laughs> Characters are like, this is like Bad Boys, or this is oh like The God. Rock. It's this is like Transformers. Anytime anything exciting needs, like anytime it just slows down for a half second, a car flips over and explodes. <laughs> Literally half of the shot, this movie was just filmed on a GoPro on a drone. Like anytime anything happens, it's like the camera goes up a, up a building and down another building. And it's all. I'll rent it, this. I will is, rent this film. You're going to love it. Yeah, I bet it I will. It is so stupid. And it's, but it's great. It's, it's like a tri. Isn't it like a soldier, a cop? <laughs> it's like sick everything. wife. <laughs> yeah. EMTs. Every like American hero in one ambulance. If you don't, I don't know what, what how you feel about first responders in Canada. But if you oh, if you them. don't support first responders after this movie, then I, I don't know what's going to crack into I your cold them. dark heart. Thank goodness I've had limited exposure to first responders, but the exposure I've had, they have been nothing but incredible. I tell you, this girl who's in EMT, I believe she's probably just a regular actress. Yeah. To get the job done. Oh, yeah. She applies the bandages. 
and yeah. she takes oh, yeah. <laughs> the heart rate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Just going back to the Batman really quick. <laughs> did, didn't you think they made him like Saw? It was like Saw. Is this like not a Yeah, he was like new... Saw and the, the Zodiac Killer. And I thought Paul Dano was just great. I didn't even know it was him. I had to go back and relook it up. <laughs> well, you don't see his face till the end of the damn movie. They love not you showing didn't even get Paul to the Dano. End. They do take they off. They unmask the Dano. Yeah, but they don't want you to. Get Every they director get is like, we got Dano. Either put him in a box, put him in a mask. Don't let people just in a box. Him. Yeah, like in Prisoners. <laughs> oh yeah, that movie's great. I love Prisoners. <laughs> Prisoners is amazing. I rewatched it. It is amazing. Prisoners is great. The twist. Okay, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Prisoners, Prisoners, four hours <laughs> long, it, not it announced an levity in it. There's twist. a twist. There's twist in it. <laughs> there's an insane twist where it ends up the whole time. And this was the basis. It? Yeah, this was the basis okay. for Melissa Leo's Oscar campaign, her famed Oscar Leo, campaign. Yeah, those are the rise of Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa Leo plays an elder grandma woman who is Paul Dano's fake mom. And it turns out she's the one who's been keeping prisoners all this time. And she puts Hugh Jackman in a box, buries him alive, and she's never going to get caught. Yeah, it's it's you, she was she did she win she won an Oscar before Leo won an Oscar, right? Maybe I don't remember. Did she win for this? All I remember is her amazing she won campaign. For something around Consider the same Melissa time. Leo, or she won an Emmy because she was also time. in the Fighter. So was it for that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, she Melissa won an Leo's Academy just like a kooky Australian who said, "Consider me." Oh wait, no, she's not even Australian. She's I was gonna say oh she's my from God, America. she's a New Yorker. Yeah, of course oh she's a New Yorker. God. The only people who could act that well are New Yorkers and, and Brits. So true. I thought she was Australian. Damn. Wow. Good for her. Good for her. Oh yeah, she won yeah. for the FIDA. Yeah. Not you, not you, and not you. <laughs> she's she's great. She always plays elderly women. She's not, she's 61. She has been playing, been playing elderly. She has been playing grandmas since like the mid nineties. <laughs> yeah, like for that alone, she deserves to win more awards. She was in Treme. Great show. We love Treme in this house. Mm. Yeah, Danielle is aware of <laughs> Danielle knows what I'm talking about. I'd rather I remember when Treme came out and people were very excited about it. You know what I'd rather watch if we're talking New Orleans? Deep water. take me back there you know what Treme and Deepwater are great in very very different ways and bad in very very different ways (laughs) I know we're so off the rails but let me I want to challenge you to something right now to watch I watched Deepwater like a week no it's something different first of all I challenge you to make your camera not fuzzy because you're all blurry (laughs) at the moment Okay. And then the second challenge is the real visually, challenge. Helpful visual for the podcast listeners at home. <laughs> the second challenge is the real challenge. There we go. Okay. I gave it the, a wipe with my glasses wipe. Now it's crystal clear. Because I want to see your face. <laughs> I want to see your face as I challenge you to this challenge. I'm looking at you directly into the camera right now. Can you tell me the plot of the 2000, from memory, of the 2000, hold on, let me remind myself when it was. Treme must have came out in 2009 or 2010. It's not Treme. It's not Treme. The 2003 film Mystic River. Oh, yeah, Mystic River. Okay, so (laughs) Tim Robbins, Kevin Bacon, and Sean Penn are friends. From Boston. Yeah. Sean Penn's daughter Mm -hmm. gets murdered. Yes. Kevin Bacon is the cop investigating it along with Larry Fishburne. Sean Penn, great scene, comes upon the the crime scene. Is that my daughter in there? Is that my (laughs) daughter in there? Tim Robbins is... 
somehow connected to the murder, but he's a bit off. Find out he's been getting, he was molested as a child or something like that. And that's how they were all, I don't remember like how all these things were connected, but they were. That's Mystic River. Okay. Now the second part Tim of Tim Robbins challenge. won. I No, Tim, Sean Penn and maybe Tim Robbins won Academy Awards. I think that. Tim Robbins at least got nominated. Yeah. But um, can you now explain the plot from memory of Frozen River, <laughs> the 2008 film for which Melissa Leo was nominated for an Oscar? Oh, no. Is the Frozen River? What the fuck? Is, is that the one with... <laughs> is that the... um? Is that the J-Law, like, premiere breakout film? No, that's Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. Sorry, Frozen River. I did not see uh, Frozen River. (laughs) I just, like, I thought for a second that Frozen River was Mystic River. And so I just wanted to see if I was alone in that. But no, you correctly, you passed at least half of the challenge. No one saw Frozen River. <laughs> well, it was Oscar nominated. Its box office was six million, and I see <laughs> okay. some pretty obscure but, fucking movies. <laughs> listen, listen to the listen to the description. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> the screenplay focuses on two working class women who smuggle illegal immigrants from Canada to the United States. I believe this- you can just get it. I mean, this is a movie for me because I got to smuggle myself back over there. I need, I miss Trader Joe's. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Who, who, do, they, what, who do they got up there? Trader Joe's. Oh, Jean? we have something called Farm Boy. <laughs> Farm Boy. He doesn't even get a name. He doesn't even get a name. Farm Boy. He's just the boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, wow. And what he lacks, <laughs> what he lacks in, in, Options he makes up for in price. The price. Some might even say that the lack of options actually creates a better experience because you don't have decision paralysis. I totally agree with that, except mm, it kind of sucks. You know, you can only get dairy from Canada in Canada. I told you about this before. No. (laughs) Okay. Oh, so you only get, they don't import dairy from. Other countries. To you, there's the like Canadian. some exception for cheese because you can get French cheeses. I know and like Parmesan, obviously. French from Italy. cheeses. Yes, French cheeses, Marty. That's the Michel only thing. Keep, that's the only thing keeping Quebec, like <laughs> you know, paying taxes at this point. Yeah, um, but the dairy farmers of Canada have a an absolute is hold it, on the country. Is it? You just have like shit milk and shit cheese. No, the thing is, is it's good. It's not like it's bad quality. It's actually very good quality. But sometimes I want some Kerrygold butter. I can't believe I haven't talked about this on the show yet. From from the hills of Ireland. <laughs> is Kerrygold Irish butter? Yes, it's Irish. Of course it's Irish. But is Irish. it actually made in Ireland? Yes, that's why it's so good. It's the best butter. I go to your this house. amazing podcast. I open the fridge. And I look into the little compartment that is meant for butter and butter alone. And I don't see Kerrygold in your apartment, Brett. I'm upset. I'm getting upset. I'm not Irish. I'm not (laughs) Canadian. I'm American, baby. Who do I got? Lando Lakes. I got a little Native American girl. We hopefully have given some some land back to her family. She's no, sitting by is... the lakes, Lake Minnetonka, land of a thousand lakes in Minnesota. That's that's my girl. That's my butter. That's a dud. That's a dud right there. Ch- listen, do yourself a favor. Or also do some challenge with a stag on the front. <laughs> I challenge you to eat this butter. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. Challenge. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing what, that. What brands do you got? What brands of butter do you got? It's called like Bessel. Oh, God. Bessel butter. And then there's one called nature something. (laughs) But that's it. Honestly, if you (laughs) You have two choices, that would be the best. Like, if you just started a company like of like, like wholesome fresh (laughs) foods and you just call it nature something. (laughs) What else do you need to call it? (laughs) Nature something. Um, While we're on food before we get to Big Brother, it's a it is a transition point. Oh, I was going to transition from nature to Survivor, but okay, go ahead. Oh, we're not going to talk about Survivor because then we're going to do 45 minutes on stupid Survivor, which none of us can no, remember. No, we're going to do 10 minutes this and then the rest is This is always how we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's going to be like 
49 minutes in, you're like, well, I have to leave. I have plans. I have a child. <laughs> and then we're like not going to talk about the one show that we actually want to talk about this week. Okay. All right. Listen, we'll do it your way. Well, I was going to I was going to go on a slight tangent. <laughs> okay, please do. Yes, last week, if you follow us on Twitter, at HeyJulieBB, I accidentally went to the two key restaurants in the Hey Julie Big Brother Survivor <laughs> portfolio. Oeuvre. Okay. I went to Wendy's for lunch and Applebee's for dinner. I did not plan on that happening. I was on a road trip. My partner, my driving partner was like, ooh, Wendy's. Haven't had Wendy's in a while. Let's get that. Absolutely. Yeah. Got a spicy chicken sandwich. Which is the order. I'm so glad you got that. I know, of course. What else? Delish. Yeah. Pulled into, I was doing a two-day drive across this great, across the, this land of lakes that we call the United States. Pulled into this town late at night. Only restaurant open. Applebee's. I got, I think I got the whiskey bacon burger. Because I'm a burger kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. But it Me sounds Mike. disgusting, I have to say. It was fine. I mean, yeah. long day, of, long day of focusing on the road. I don't know. I whenever I'm at an Applebee's or anything like that, you know, I'm getting the sizzling fajita. Ooh, I I mean, this place it was like the only place open in this like town, and it looked hopping. It was Easter Sunday at like 10 p.m. <laughs> and this place yeah. was like, this was like Cheers. It was like oh, everybody yeah. know your name. And did they give you, you know, at like those suburban restaurants, they give you a buzzer for when your table's ready? Oh, well, we actually didn't eat at, in the Applebee's. We just did a pickup order because we were like, I'm not going to sit. Right. I'm You're on the road. And, yeah. you, were, you didn't want to stay and enjoy the ambiance? No, I took it to the ambiance of uh, <laughs> my <laughs> my comfort inn and suites. And my <laughs> friend and I watched the local news because we're like... <laughs> It's amazing to watch the local news in like a small local town you've never been incredible. to. And yeah. it's like, the cops shot a grandma, <laughs> but they're not saying, they're saying it wasn't their fault. <laughs> that led the news. And these people are like, the cops just rolled out of their car and shot our grandma. And the police are like, we're still investigating. <laughs> we can't say officially that this woman is dead. <laughs> like i mean oh my god apologies to the grandma and the grandma's family obviously but like that is the that is the type of new like and the heart <laughs> but then they cut from that to like halloween candy is well, they, so they, they had literally nothing else <laughs> they had nothing else and they did like this extended like like 35 minute Skype interview with like some guy who owned a business who was complaining about some, you know, like <laughs> yeah, like trucker, Andy Rooney. <laughs> bu trucker bullshit. No, it was like trucker bullshit or whatever. It was just some guy who was like, he was on a webcam, but the webcam was like <laughs> way above his head. His, his head was at the bottom of the thing and they were just interviewed for like a half hour. There's nothing else to talk about. Oh my god. It is good. It is good. We should do a video podcast again. <laughs> yeah, we should. People need to see to really enjoy it. They needed to see your blurry lens. They needed to see the physical comedy that just took place. Oh, oh my, god. my god. Okay. <laughs> 20 minutes. <in. laughs> All right, let's talk, start talking about Big Brother because okay. Brett is frothing at the mouth. I watched two of the three episodes this morning and I was cackling and screaming because of the poetic justice of how this season is coming to a close. I'm going to say this in like a month when we start welcoming a significant portion of our listenership back for BBUS. And we also have like a fair amount of people who listen to this podcast and hit us up and are like, I don't watch Big Brother Canada or any of the movies that you <laughs> talk about, but I still like you guys. Man, I, when this season comes on uh, Paramount Plus or whatever, you got to watch this. This season is excellent. It is so good. It's so good. Well, I think it really comes down to the fact that they really should implement this in the American version. The HOH can't play in the POV. Yeah. And it just 
someone from on the block always wins POV. It just causes so much chaos and so much more gameplay. It's so much fun. Yeah, we're basically at the end of the game and only one week has someone not used the veto. However, that was the one week with a secret double veto and no, and yeah. neither of them used it, which actually created more drama than if they <laughs> hadn't even used it. Yeah. So let's start with the facts. So after last week's absolute chaos, guess who wins the endurance HOH? None other than the man with a bum shoulder. Bad knees, Marty Compies. And this oh, yeah. is another thing that I'm shocked that the US version can't just do, but like they talk about how it's a it's an endurance challenge where they're like hanging off on this board, and all of their boards have been specified to their measurements. So it's equally hard for all of them. They just measure you from side to side and they're like, you get four inches from from the furthest most point of your love handles. Yeah, which is good. That makes a that makes a difference. I get a pretty wide one. (laughs) They need to do that for the US version as opposed to just like we're giving you all we're giving you a five foot two, like 100 bucks, 100 pounds soaking wet girl, the same physical challenge as a former pro football play. You know, like it's just ridiculous. I think they do do that on Big Brother I don't think and Survivor, do. especially like like the wall. Survivor, one, I think they do the wall one where they're kind of hanging sideways on the wall. Like I think their their handholds are, are adjusted to their height. I disagree. well they need to do more like big brother anyways like the 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 grave competition i was just gonna say that's my favorite challenge i've ever heard put them in their own grave freeze them cover them cover them with blood and guts and And bugs just make them guess and just just make make them them guess something fantastic (laughs) oh and play play audio clips from their people from their their family and loved ones back home so they cry while they're covered in fake Organs. And those the worms were really disgusting. I was I'm probably out at the worms. I had a big problem with the worms. I'm out. I at just the have worms. to say they were they it like heightened right. Like first it's just you're in your own grave. Then it's like there's freezing cold water. Then the water turns red. Then they put in like ha, you know body parts, which is just probably like raw chicken or whatever. But then no, did they, you see the there the um. <laughs> there was a there was something on the screen it said all organs featured are fake props. Yeah, fake props. <laughs> yeah, they have to have like the disclaimer. But then they put in the worms. And the worms were not fake. They were alive and they were a wiggling. And they were getting into people's panties and I was not okay with that. They don't ask permission. They don't ask for consent. They just they wiggle in. They were worming their way in and it was that's really gross. <laughs> That's really not okay for, with me. No. Um I I loved it. Fantastic fantastic idea for a competition. So good. Like fully uh, so That's a great was, competition cuz it's it's physical but it's mostly me- it's physical in that you are uncomfortable. And it's also chance because it's like who knows no one knows if it's been 90 minutes. That's yeah. it was just such a funny I loved it. Like before they even had the the disgusting things being added. I just love the idea of like the competition is you have to guess what time it is. <laughs> like that's a very funny competition. I love it's funny because Kevin in the end was there for 125 minutes. He was that's that's over two hours. And yeah. they only had to be there for a hundred minutes, an hour forty. So that everyone was there being like, man. We are, we have to be way over a hundred minutes. Nobody yeah. said anything. We got, they literally wasted like an extra half hour just <laughs> sitting there in bugs. <laughs> Summer jumped out. I kind of related to her at that point. She was just like, no. Yeah, I mean. That was the last the time I related to Summer I was gonna, this week. I was going to say, this is probably the last time we're relating to Summer. Summer um, took a turn. What happened? Let's just get into it. What Summer, the hell happened to Canada's sweetheart? <laughs> Summer is who she says she is. Summer's introduction video said, I'm spiteful. I'm so spiteful. I fucking lost my job. 
And the people, <laughs> like, I don't, the people who I hated at my last job love Big Brother, so I'm going on this show to spite them. Right. Summer, whatever, man. Like, Summer's not good at being, like, Summer is a really a- fun person, but I, I has no ounce of, for as, like, much of a social IQ as she has by being like so likable and pretty much off but the radar the entire time. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I mean, the moment of the episode or, or the week, one of the moments of the week is Josh wins. Sorry, we're jumping around. Josh wins, nominates her, and she's fucking pissed. She's livid. She's like, I can't believe you did this. You lied to me. She's cursing. It's like, girl, you were the same person for the last two weeks, who's like, I can't make a promise to anyone who cares. Kiss my ass. Like, yeah. If you can't be upset at this, if that is your tone to everybody, the moment things get slightly hard in the game for the last few weeks, like just, a, you know, not a really. She's, she's also, good socially in that she's friendly and people like her, but she's not. She has like no ability fun. to like play strategically in a social in a social way no and it was just such a weird i i really think she had a fall from grace because the way she left the show so she along with um marty gets nominated for the three person eviction um and they all vote to save betty betty boss betty petty betty you know, she's sticking around. You can't get oh, rid yeah. of Betty. She's a cockroach. But, um, <laughs> but um, Summer leaves being like, this won't be the last time. Like, I'm not going to campaign and screw all of you guys. Don't use the veto on me. And um, this won't be the last time you see me on TV. I'm not <laughs> so going to waste my breath on anyone. And I don't yeah. give a damn. And then yeah. she says, this won't be the last time uh, you see me on TV. Okay. All right, I'm going to count two more times next week in the jury segment. And then <laughs> the following Thursday when you vote for Kevin to win the game. Yeah. My problem is, is that I like Summer. I still like Summer. And I still thought she brought like a good amount of fun to the show. But it's not like if Kevin was leaving and saying that. Whereas, you know, Kevin is the star of the season. I think we can all agree that, right? Like, he is the narrator of the season. He's probably playing the best game. He's very amusing. He's a fan favorite. Like, he is the breakout star of this season. But Summer, in her head, thinks that probably that she was the breakout star. But the problem is she really didn't do anything other than be fun um, occasionally. Yeah. So... So it's just sort of like a miss. She She's misreading what the temperature is out here, I think. Yes, she got saved. I think maybe that informed her a lot. She was like, yeah. oh, I must be Canada's favorite because you can't nominate me. I got voted to be safe. But like, yeah, it. I don't I don't think she left on the best note. I was really confused at the safety. Th- First of all, I, I guess I just didn't hang around long enough to, for them to say, Oh, Bel Air Direct is back again <laughs> with the safety insurance vote for someone. So I, I don't remember seeing that on the broadcast. So I remember last week on last week's pod, I said, oh, yeah, summer looks like on Joker's summer is safe. I have no idea the mechanic of how that happened. Uh, yeah, right. I guess there was a public vote for it. I don't understand how she was voted. Fave by any means like, like I just didn't. It seemed like before the last week or two, like, I don't know kind of hanging in the middle i guess yeah but yeah i don't, I don't it didn't know. matter like, you know at the end of the day it doesn't matter she's gone she wasn't a good player she was kind of fun but all in all was she would i call her a star of this season no i would say she's eclipsed by betty kevin honestly maybe even marty <laughs> No, 100% Marty. Marty (laughs) is, even though he's gone, Marty is one of the iconic players of this season. I'd love to see Marty again, you know, like put him in the, in the, in the window. Yeah. For next season where he's saying, (laughs) kick up your feet. Even JC Lynn, I love that moment in the first episode because 
<laughs> Marty says to Gino, tell JC Lynn she can keep kick up her feet. And I'm like, oh my God, JC Lynn <laughs> is going home. And then he, Gino relays that to her. And she says that she does that same DR of like, yeah. oh my God, I was told to kick up my feet. The kiss of death. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Here's like a total, let's go down this path. Okay. So they give Kevin, Kevin has been chosen to do this special miss- mission. Which is uh, to convince yeah. everyone that he's he's self-evicting, he's going home. So, you know, he, Kevin takes it very seriously. He puts on the performance of a lifetime, tells them all that he misses his wife, Jillian, so he's got to go home. And everyone believes him, packs his bags. The prize for this thing is a I, sleepover in the Expedia Lounge yeah. where they get to watch a movie. A movie. <laughs> I literally was Google. I was like on Reddit. I was like, what movie did they watch? Because on CBS, they're like, what's the movie? And Dear Evan Hansen is coming out on Paramount Plus. We need people to watch this movie about a 40 year old man in high school. How could they not? It's just a generic movie. They just watched like The Land Before Time 3 or something like that. It's like I was so baffled by that because, and then they just cut to commercial because they're like, and now we get to watch a movie. Yay. Cut to commercial, <laughs> and it's on Big Brother too, who is so shameless. Big Brother Canada, which is so shameless about like the product placement. Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's like- I'm thinking. They had this spot open in the season, like they, they drew out the season. They're like, and this will be where we get our movie sponsor. But they Ambulance. couldn't land a sponsor, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. So it was just like, yeah, what the hell did they end up? Someone just busted out a DVD of Miss Congeniality 2 or something. Like, what the hell? And like, what was the So the prize, like the prize was the worst prize I've ever seen. They get to go to into a room in the house that so they get to go to There's all the time. Pizza and chips. <laughs> pizza so. and chips. And like they made up the couches to be kind of bed-like. Like none of them actually slept in there, I'm sure. This wasn't a real sleepover. Yeah. What was the prize at the end of the day? Especially for Kevin, like who does it, but last week, JC Lynn has to do something pretty similar. In right. fact, Maybe in a way harder. Way harder. Harder in that it was more complicated to do, had to be and done completely really in secret. Game. No, I think this might hurt Kevin's game even more because Kevin had to socially manipulate. Kevin had to go into, into a room and lie to a bunch of people and put on a show and be like, I'm... And then reveal, oh, I was lying the entire time. How funny it was that I was really good at lying. JC didn't have to do any of that. She had to sneak around and no one had to catch her, which might have been physically harder. But nobody nobody knew it was her. She'll say it at the end if she gets the final two or whatever. Nobody knew it was her. So there's no like social cost to it. What Kevin is doing is just saying, just reminding everybody, hey, I'm a fucking trickster god. Do not trust me even though we got some pepperoni pizzas out of it. I totally disagree because that's the thing. He got to be honest about his at the end of the day, whereas JC Lynn had to maintain the lie. So that's what would make people upset. Well, if they she find doesn't out. have to maintain the lie anymore. I mean, she's told people, like, it's, it's probably out to everybody that, like... Yeah, and again, she's on the bottom of the barrel anyways, and he has nothing to... He has everything to lose because he's at the top of his game. But... I just, that was such a weird, like, you know, it was 20 minutes of the show leading up to the prize, which was to watch a movie in a room that they all get to go into anytime anyway. Do you think Expedia was happy with that product placement? They loved it. <laughs> I I mean, I was just thinking too, because it comes up every episode. It's like $10,000 wardrobe courtesy of winners. And a once in a lifetime travel experience from Expedia, like <laughs> that is that is some like really vague language. Oh yeah, it's as vague as we watched a movie. <laughs> wow, it take you on a fucking dirt road. Congratulations, <laughs> you saw there's a there's a glacier over there. Listen, they, some could say that the jury house is a travel experience. 
Now, speaking of, like, just to touch on it, speaking of generic ass, you know, in Big Brother America, they're like, we're staying at a gorgeous... This is LA, baby. We're staying at a gorgeous Malibu Malibu's down the street. (laughs) There are so many houses here that, like, just lease their property to, like, studios to, like store your bored reality contestants here who can't go right. anywhere. But you sit, you know, you get the same B-roll shots of every American jury house, which is like, what a gorgeous pool. And look at this Buddha fountain and a, a beautiful view of a smoky LA. But... Ambulance. <laughs> yeah, it's rushing through the streets. Here in Canada, we don't have that stuff. <laughs> there is a there is a barren. It looks like Pine Barrens. The episode of The Sopranos, <laughs> where 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 Christopher and Polly are lost in the New Jersey wilderness. Okay, that's what it looks like. Yeah. it is just an absolutely d- decrepit area in I'm going to say Northern Ontario. It just looks dead and depressing. It's April, late April. You guys are still getting snow. Herman, yeah. Herman is inside playing foosball alone. There is, we don't even really get to see the jury house. They're not even trying to pretend like it's a glam experience. Did you watch the full video of Herman's? There was a full length, like two and a half minute Herman jury segment online only. No, I haven't seen it. That is what you got to watch because it's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like our guy. It's like Todd Bridges. It's like <laughs> he's like clearly <laughs> in an Airbnb. You can see the little hanging lock thing like on the door <laughs> for like when the Airbnb person texts you. It's like, yeah, the lock thing is on the door. The code is 235 and then the key is in there. Like it's just it's just one of those. There's like only one one supply of towels. So there's yeah. one that the hand towel one is just constantly wet. Three- we got friends <laughs> trivial pursuit. Don't ask where the where all the pieces are. <laughs> the there's a hot tub, but it's covered up. It's closed for the winter. Yeah, the, yeah, there's a chemical issue in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just is very depressing. It's like I actually do feel bad for the jury members that so that's where what, they have to go. One of my inferences from the full length jury segment with Herman is that it's also a duplex. Because the house seemed very symmetrical and the front door appeared to have another front door right next to it. Where it's like, why would there be another door here unless it were entering a separate domicile? I'd love if that person is just home for all of it. Just a guy. (laughs) It's like, oh, you guys filling them in up there, eh? Big brother never never seen it. I've never seen it. My anyway, mom, my mom watches Survivor. <laughs> I'll ask her. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> what else happened? <laughs> what else? Oh, happened okay, this what week? else happened other than yeah. the only way? Did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, of course. Sorry, we're we're spoiling prisoners here today. We're spoiling Breaking Bad. <laughs> Better call Saul. Spoiling Breaking Bad. Yeah. The only way for this season to have ended, and the only way for Mike Ehrman Trout to die, is at the mm-hmm. at the hands of Walter White, who consistently <laughs> just fucks over at Mike and apologizes yeah. profusely for it. <laughs> the only way for Gino to leave this game, because <laughs> the poetry gods, the karma gods, love yeah. us. Yeah. Is on a Marty HOH. Yes. Where he promises safety, promises to never put him up. Yeah. I was dying. I was dying. Well, was it at was it at the hands of Marty or Stop was it? Stop whatever the hands? you're doing with the cable of your microphone. Oh, can you hear it? Yes. And people oh. can hear it in the podcast. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I can't <laughs> hear it. Okay, I'm stopping. I'm fiddling. I'm a fiddler. What can I say? Fiddler on the roof Hey, well, Tavia, why don't you fiddle somewhere else? Someone else's roof. (laughs) Okay, so it comes at the hands, truly, or should I say the paws, of a little red gummy bear. Amazing. Just... Did this not make you want gummy bears, though? I was like, "Mm, yummy. Yeah, I don't really eat much gummy candy. More of like a sour gummy worm sort I of guy. Sour candy, yeah. 
I'm not, it doesn't, it can't be too sour. I can't have a warhead. Oh, I need it. I need it to burn my tongue. You're, but you're a psychopath. You go to the haunted yeah. houses where they're like, we're going to saw your fucking head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sour, you know. You're, you're a nightmare. There's sour, salty, sweet, umami. Savory? That's salty. Okay. So you can only be one. I'm sour for sure. I'm salty. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this this was incredible. He says, I love him. I'm yeah, not going to put Gino in there. I'm not putting up Gino this week. Gino, I'm going to give you the option. I can put a fourth bear in there. And I don't know, for some reason, I did not know what happened. I was like, it, it can't be Gino. Like, I just felt like Kevin, I just felt like this was like probably Kevin's week to like, I, I just felt oh, the walls no. were really closing around Kevin. And uh, the hockey coach, Marty, he's like, we got to do this fair and square <laughs> for some fucking reason. <laughs> and they do the things. And of course, Gino comes up with the short straw with the red bear. I, I, I was, I was going insane. Kevin loves it. What an iconic yeah, he Big loved it. moment. Yeah. <clears throat> it was great. And I do love, I don't know. I just loved that despite all this happening and like, you have to know, Marty had to have known. Okay. And I think he must have known because he was like, we all need to go around the room and say, I promise to not vote this person out. And and then when he did it and Gino drew it and JC Lynn, she knows it's curtains. She knew. Oh, yeah. It's they over. all knew. That was the crazy thing is that they all knew whoever went but up. But he was makes probably them look go. at the yeah. camera. Look at the camera. And then he's like, okay, Canada, you heard them. They said they would not break the trust. Come on, Marty. Yeah, like that that's the wild thing about Marty is like he needs he as long as something is like said in an official way. Or like mm -hmm. said he to the thinks, camera, he thinks yeah. it's like a legally binding sort of deal. And he just constantly, he constantly has people go back on that in front of his face and he does it and he goes back on it himself. Like he'll just, you know, he'll make deal with the fair and square, put your feet up this week. And it's just like, yeah, it doesn't happen, you know, and, and then. Marty obviously is like a target for every, Marty becomes a target for everybody in that moment because Kevin and Helena, as much as they liked working with him, the moment they decided to flip on him is the moment they're like, well, we can no longer work. We have to get him out next week, too, because he's coming, he, you know, he's coming for, for them, too. Um, I think actually it was like kind of funny that Ke I'm sorry that Marty and, and Summer go out together because they and I think Arissa says it, too, like two great players here for like completely separate reasons. And it's like, yeah, these well, two I wouldn't call Summer a great player. Yeah. I think Arissa was being nice. <laughs> I, I did not say that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think probably two of the messiest, just strangest players of the season yeah. who go out the same week in the same, you know, triple eviction for completely separate reasons, but in a way, like they're they're two sides of the same coin. They're like, I think it was like a kind of a perfect pairing to go out, even though on its face you're like these two, like what the what the hell? Yeah, um, it was it was a perfect end, I thought, for both of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she goes out telling everyone to kiss her ass, and oh, she's actually it's actually their loss, and actually she's not upset. They're upset for getting you know whatever typical summer shit and. There were he a knew, lot of Marty knew. He was he was a bit defeated, but even Arissa said, like, you look kind of relieved. And mm -hmm. you know, I Marty, just an iconic weirdo. I mean, just thinking back to the beginning of the season, right? Like, we're going in here, it's like, oh God, it's gonna be like Kyle and Stephanie and all you know, yeah. Herman kind of like bursting their way through the season and moose with this kind of like preppy popular kids alliance and it's like man we got such a weird final five here with betty and josh and jc lynn and helena and kevin like wow you know this is just kind of such a interesting way that everything played out i thought tunisia was gonna go like super far i'm i'm just amazed at, at how 
you know, this final group is shaking out. It's a, it's yeah. a great season. Well, uh, let me just, speaking of, I wanted to give a shout out to Guido Queen Betty. Oh, yeah. She and because we were talking about like outbreaks, like Summer had a lot of outbursts. Betty had an outburst that was so deserved, where she was like, screw you, Marty. You're not oh, getting yes, rid so of me. Good. So it good. She so hates good. Marty. Yeah, she hates Marty. But you know what? She might end up being friends with Marty the way she ended up being friends with Kevin. That's what I like about Betty is that like she has had the most outbursts of anyone this season. But it's rooted in something like truly honest within her own personality. Whereas with Summer, I think it was a little more turned on for the cameras, you know, like attempting to cultivate this persona. Betty is just it's business Betty. You know, this is who she is. I mean, that's, I mean, you're right. Cause that's what, isn't that what Summer says? She's going out the door. This is the last time you're, this is not the last time you're going to see me on TV, everybody. Right. Like, that showed her cards more than anything else, which yeah. is, I'm Elena and Mark from BB, when they're 20 or whatever. Like, yeah. all I, all I really cared about this entire time was my Instagram following and sure. being on which, another, sh- being on some other show. Like, the, congratulations the, the, it, there isn't <laughs> what, what other show are you gonna be on exactly that's the thing there's not like a there's a mini um is there a canadian like, the challenge <laughs> no exactly there's any industry of, of reality tv in the states but i don't know any canadian reality star who's made that jump i can't name an, another canadian reality tv star honestly. justin bieber yeah, what? So it's a little, it's a little baffling, and it's the same for, for Instagram followings. The numbers here just are not, they're not it, they're not <laughs> at the level that I think you kind of want. Whatever, like, yeah. But anyways, Betty though was Betty was great. Like even in the lead up on Monday, like Marty wins, and she's like, "I'm gonna get nominated." He nominates yeah. me every time he's HOH. I'm not even gonna talk to him. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, I love it. I Bart Betty is Betty is great. Like I, you know, I have to start kind of preparing myself for like, fuck, man, Betty can win this game. Like I everybody loves it. What? I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. At first, <laughs> I thought like Betty was really like not doing anything. Can't say that anymore. I no. You know, I think all five of these people have quite a case. And there was another. There was another underdog win this this episode, which was, or maybe the episode after, where you know J.C. Lynn's man gets booted, and she wins the. She also wins the veto to save herself. She won the veto, yeah, to save herself, yeah. Yeah, she and I, I loved that too because it's like it's fun to see people go from the very bottom to having a fighting chance, like. It's been a recurring thing, I think, this season, and it's just very satisfying to see, and, you know, the sure bet, the like, okay, great, we got rid of one half of the showman's easy to get rid of the other half. For them, that then to not be possible is just very fun. And now we have to refigure, reconfigure what we're doing. And to go from the top to being evicted, we had Jess yes. and Marty as outgoing HOHs evicted on the night of their, yeah. you know, the the final the vote very on fitting. their HOH, you know. Yeah, yeah, who were, you know, characters who were very tied to each other in the first third of the game. They sure were. Um, do you have anything? Because we have a lot. We have quite a few questions, actually, about Big Brother. Yeah, too, no, let's hit those. So. Let's, let's hit those. Okay. I will say that I loved it. Yeah, me too. It was great. Um, from MREP2, did Josh ruin his chances of winning by choosing Kevin and Helena over Summer and Betty? No, I don't think so. No, well, I don't think, oh, I think the Betty thing was to ensure that Summer and Kevin would go home. Like, I, I don't think he was actually really nominating Betty. No, I don't for, think so. Unless, or unless maybe he was. I don't know, because every once in a while he says in the DR, actually, I'm most loyal to Kevin and Helena, you know, over anyone else, even though people tend to think of him as a pair with Betty. Um, right. Potentially, potentially, um, I don't think... I, I, I don't think I so. don't know why any no one was hitching their wagon to Summer at all. Like, could I have seen Summer no. get to final two because she was such a bad player? Absolutely. But also, like at a certain point, it's like no one can trust like no one can trust you. I think we when you you do see a super weak player get to the end, it's because they're actually kind of trustworthy. And you're like, 
oh, I know what this person is going to do. I know they're not going to flip. I know they're going to be loyal to whatever decision. I'll take them to the end because I can beat them. But Summer, it's like Summer didn't even offer that because she was such a wild card. She, you know, you ask her to she do anything, no she flipped that. You know, she had nothing. Yeah. She had nothing. I was thinking that as she got voted out, I was like, oh yeah, who would keep her to stay? She's not anyone's, she's friends with any, everyone, but she's not actually playing with anyone. So no. yeah. <clears throat> um, One River Mike wants, has several questions. First of all, this season, the HOH has been cursed. All the remaining HG have never had an HOH except for Josh. Are you digging the underdog season? Yes, I am. I, I just said, I'm loving seeing the underachievers or the, the obvious targets or the the perhaps you might call them losers get their wins at much needed moments like Betty and JC Lynn. I'm loving it. Absolutely we love big, it. big cat, big bro, big big cat. Got BB cans. <laughs> we love big Season's big great. big cans. Um, one River Mike also <laughs> wants to know: and will Betty exact her revenge against Josh? I mean, I hope so. Well, <laughs> we gotta wait till we gotta wait so till boring. spoiler section. Josh remains extremely boring for me. He's very nice, very sweet, very boring. Um, and then finally, Summer says this is not the last time we'll see her on TV. You both work in media. Who among the house guests has the best chance of a future television career? Wow. What a it's question. a great question. First of all, we do work in media. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Um, what I'll say is I think it's all often very easy to tell who the producers like the best, right? Because they're the ones who are given the most DRs. They are good at delivering lines. They're good at, and you can tell this on a, on a multitude of reality shows, right? Not just competitive ones. You can tell it on Real Housewives, on Vanderpump Rules, on Love is Blind, whatever. It's the ones who stir the pot, who bring the drama, and who also can narrate, who can, you know, answer DRs in full sentences. <laughs> yeah. And so I think the favorite is probably Kevin. I have a curveball. Not that much of a curveball. I have a, I have a, I have a fastball. Okay, please. I don't think it's Kevin because I don't think Kevin cares ultimately. I think Kevin is a confident adult probably. I don't know what his job is, but like... He's a sales engineer. Yeah. <laughs> What did uh, Rohan what do? What does that mean? What was Rohan <laughs> season nine? Did he can nine? Rohan was like strategic a sales engineer. manager. <laughs> yeah, strategic uh, sales manager. Uh, I don't think, I think Kevin is one of these guys. He's just like, he's cool with his life. Like he's got a girlfriend. They got wedding rings, even though they're not married. Like, I think he's going to disappear. Who I do think will have the means to be on television is I can see Herman being like the face of like an auto dealership. And he's doing like, I've got crazy prices <laughs> sort of commercials because yeah, he's yes. like, an outgoing guy. He seems to be pretty successful at like selling Lexuses and shit. Like he's, I, in terms of who would actually be on television, I think Herman would do it by like literally buying a commercial for his car dealership when he's like super rich later in life. I just think they're going to bring Kevin back any opportunity they can. Sort of like what they did with Paul on US Big Brother, where it's like he probably he lives in Toronto, I'm pretty sure. So he's close by. He mm. was beloved by the fans. So it's sort of like, oh, we need someone to host this comp. Ugh, who's in town? Oh, let's just send an Uber for Kevin. And yeah. it's not even an Uber X. It's just a regular, you know, wow. regular Camry. But yeah, he lives in Toronto. <laughs> Who so knows? that's what I'm thinking. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I would think if you're, if you're doing the, the uh, competition where the ex the ex players are stuck in the walls and they're doing their thing. I think it's Kevin and Marty. Like I just don't think it's anybody else from the season. Maybe Betty. I think they love how Betty yells at everybody, and so do Betty. I. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Those are the those are the Big Brother questions. So let's move on. It's it's a the a very quick Survivor rundown. <laughs> Yeah, it was a matter of time for Chanel. Nobody liked Chanel. Nobody liked her. And just as I was saying this to Brett before we started recording, it does sort of feel like there are just these sort of place 
place cards of people that we have to get rid of before we get to the really juicy evictions, which are going to be like Tori, Jonathan, Marianne, Mike, like uh, the people that actually <laughs> have storylines. When Tori does not want immunity, like get your popcorn ready. That is going to be right. an incredible 30 Rock's minutes Roy. of an episode. Roxbury uh, like, is a bit of a placeholder guy for me. Sorry. No, I think Rock. Excuse you, Roxbury. Roxbury is Roxbury is Roxbury is not even is going to be completely blindsided when he's evicted. Like he's, I think Rock. We love him. We love his eyeballs. We love his kids. We love his <laughs> wife. Like Roxbury, kind of is. I don't know. He feels like a very nothing sort of character for me, and I, I know I'm. I know that's like sacrilege to you so yeah it's very offensive to me but um but i don't know there are just a couple more that i'm like let's just get them out of here so we can get to the good juicy people get me to um, get me to high and omer battling it out you know yeah exactly uh so it was i, I didn't think it was that exciting a week it was fine it was whatever <laughs> like, i'm I think, sorry i don't have any details yeah to i mean into. it's just like drea is like literally just like playing circles around everybody right now like She's. I can't imagine her not getting to final three. Like she just has so many immunities and and extra votes and stuff. She's gonna fucking steal Marianne's vote, or or not vote, or like uh, amulet. Or I'm sorry, like idol, whatever the hell they're called. So many stupid powers yeah. in this game. She's <laughs> gonna steal that from Mike or from from Marianne. I. I yeah, I mean, Rome, like Romeo and Tori, just like, you better keep winning. Watch out. Yeah. Watch keep one out. Eye open. <laughs> uh, um, some yeah, great we did get- Jeff, as always. Like, we Jeff. We got a lot of good Jeff. Jeff's going to be disappointed if no one finds the uh, finds the little bench reward. That was a great old Jeff one on one. The time of his life. The time just, of his freaking yeah. life. We did get a question about Survivor, which is, why did everyone feel the need to say bye to Chanel as she was leaving? It felt very awkward, and she was so annoyed. <laughs> I didn't it feel like a very courteous. It. it feel like a very courteous group. I feel like every time someone gets voted out, they're like, "Bye, sorry, <laughs> bye, um, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here." Wait, I feel um, like they do they do that every like they did that last week for Lydia too. Lydia, bye, sorry, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you um, Maybe it's just Marianne, but we're noticing it more and more. Um. Yeah, we have two other questions that are not related to any of these things. Oh, we got some. Anything else like Tori spotting the paint on uh, on Drea, Marianne in tears being like, I'm going to not participate. Oh, yeah. Well, what I said to my husband is like, listen, at a certain point, if you say it enough about yourself, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And Marianne's whole thing is like, I'm unlovable. I'm oh. a loser. I'm never going to have Negative self-talk. Yeah. Like she, she's, she's like, I'm never going to fit in. Like she keeps saying this stuff. I'm like, listen, you keep saying it. And now I'm starting to believe it. Because at first you couldn't say a bad word to me against Marianne. I thought she was fabulous. But she just, yeah, keeps talking down to, about herself. And I'm like, listen, if you want me to think this, I will. It's easy for other people to think nothing of you. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, Marianne, go to therapy. Like, who? Yeah, please. Who is unfamiliar with these thoughts? But don't go to Tori. <laughs> go don't to not else. go to Tori. <laughs> Uh, I, I struggle with with some negative thinking myself, man. But oh, you sure. gotta get your mentals right. Yeah, come on, do it. We all love you, Marianne. We know and we you, know you can do it. Pod. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else from Survivor? No. Okay, let me let's just get because this is a very important question. Incredible. From Miles, we need thoughts on Kaylee Cuoco's bangs in the flight attendant go. season two. <laughs> I think they're absolutely fabulous. She got these curtain bangs. Let me just tell you. Let me just say, I'm a brunette, okay? I'm a natural brunette. And if I could be blonde, I wouldn't a heartbeat. I think if you can be blonde, this is Danny's hair rules. If you can be blonde, you need to be a blonde. Don't fuck around. We need to fuck get a fucking Photoshop of you with blonde hair. <laughs> I wish I could be blonde. 
If you can pull it off, don't ever change your hair. Always be blonde and enjoy your life, you know? And Kaylee Cuoco has this gorgeous mane of blonde hair. She's got this thick cut bang this season. I think it looks absolutely phenomenal. And you know how else is rocking a great blonde hair? In Anatomy of a Scandal on Netflix. Melissa Leo. <laughs> yeah, Melissa Leo. <laughs> Sienna Miller. Listen, this is just anyone Sienna wants Miller. to see. Sienna Damn. Miller looks absolutely phenomenal. I got two words for you. Layer cake. Layered hair. Her hair oh, in wow. this show is so beautiful. <laughs> she's a great blonde. And oh, she's yeah. she just looks great. She I, I looked up. She's 40 years old. and But she, here's the thing. She doesn't have any work done, I don't think. I think she just looks good and she looks appropriate. I love Sienna it. Sienna Miller is like one is like a gorgeous person. Like stunning. Absolutely. Like and I'm not even I didn't think she was like a fantastic actress to start with. And no, sometimes she is like, actually. But yeah, now it's like, oh wow, she's actually kind of good. And then sometimes really I don't good. recognize her. I'm like, well, this can't be some you know, Sienna Miller, because this person's like acting here. But it, yeah. you know what? She's I in think- it. People get too focused on how hot she is and yeah. her personal life, but I think she's actually a very good actress. And I just love that hair. <laughs> so obviously I do it myself. Um, and d- then we had... See, hold on. Hold yes. on. Yeah. You've not even passed the baton to Brett. Do okay, you know what I have on. to say about Flight Attendant Blonde season hair. two? Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you talk about the curtain bangs. Well, it's curtains for me because I'm not even watching it. <laughs> It, I it watched just came out. season one, episode one of that show. It's a big old no for Brady. Absolutely, I know, I completely disinterested in anything it's, relating to this show. It's very Goodbye. fun and good. Sorry that you don't want to. I'm shocked you wouldn't give this season a try. You know why, Brett? Because they go to Berlin. Party Central. Party Central of If you're Europe. staying up all night in a fucking nightclub in Berlin, I might watch it. <laughs> you got to watch for the hotel Speaking. alone. They say at this amazing hotel in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My club. Sienna Miller, layer cake, the scene in the nightclub. Her and Daniel Craig. Oh my God. Pretty, pretty important scene for formative, for formative Brett. I just want to yeah. say also a caveat. I don't even think blondes are not my type. I'm not into blondes, women or men. I think dark hair is better for me personally. Swarthy. But I just, I'm saying if you have a blonde, if you can carry off the look, you should be blonde. Okay. Finally, <laughs> from Emily Pierce. Which of the roughly 1,000 prestige TV shows premiering now should we prior- should we be prioritizing? And why is it selling Sunset Season 5? Okay, here's something I'm sure Danielle's shocking. on fucking Sunset 5 or Well, no, this is something shocking for our audience, for my, even myself. I don't watch it. I tried to give it a... I tried it. I just thought it was too boring. And I just Selling think, Sunset or something yeah, else? Yeah, Selling Sunset. Oh, I'm, I don't even know what the fuck it is. It's an LA-based reality show about real estate. And those are all things I like. (laughs) But it just doesn't work for me. I don't, I don't, it doesn't work for me. But you know what is going to work for me? And Brett, what you need to watch, we need to make a pact right now. You need to watch it and we must discuss it. It's premiering on HBO, I think Max, May 5th. It's called The Staircase. Colin Firth, Tony Collette. Is this an adaptation of The Staircase, the documentary? Yes. Oh, I might watch that. An owl. You need to watch it. Who pushed her down the staircase? Was it Colin Firth? We don't know. Colin Firth doing his best like normcore American dad accent. Oh, wow. Yeah. We need to watch it. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Well, I'm going to give some recommendations myself that no one's going to listen to because everyone's on the Danny side of like, because flight I, attendant knows and selling the sunset. Like, nobody called, watches what I like. It's called taste, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might go to Wendy's, but you guys watch the fucking <laughs> Wendy's of television. Better call Saul, Tokyo Vice, other stuff. There's a bunch mm. of good stuff. Winning time is okay, is up and down week to week. There's Sorry. a lot of good stuff on. I might just take Snore. a nap during this yeah. section yeah, because exactly. these are snoozes. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta, this is Atlanta season three. Amazing. Let me take a guess. Let me take a guess of another show Brett absolutely loves that's coming back. Barry. I actually am not into Barry. Okay. Barry mm-hmm. hits too close to home with the like 
they all like do improv together. <laughs> yeah, the LA <laughs> so I was like, oh my improv God. scene. <laughs> they literally shot, they literally shoot of the exteriors. Well, not there anymore because they think they, they, they knocked down the building. But literally the exteriors of the theater that they all like do fucking theater at is, was like down the block from my house. It was like literally, you know, 10 houses down from my apartment building when I first moved to LA. Like just total Los Feliz, like small theater sort of shit. Like, it's too close too to home Black for me Boss. or whatever. It's, it's where uh, Chris Kattan is going to be performing. Chris Kattan started a TikTok <laughs> account and he's doing bits. That guy is you, doing how like you know? pie Didn't in the you face. delete it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I deleted it, but I, saw, I noticed it before. I also have it. I still okay. have it on my iPad. So I can like, I can, I can allow myself, my brain to kind of float away on my iPad, but if it's on my phone, then I just pick it up too, uh, too often. Don't like it. Yeah. Don't like the feeling in my brain. No, I, I, I get it. Um, well, that's it. That's all. Thank you. We got a ton of great questions and comments. Oh, yeah. Very varied, which I love. So thank you all for that. You can always send us comments and questions at Hey Julie B B on Twitter. And you know, what's so crazy, Brett is it's almost May. Which means it's gonna it's, be May. It's gonna be May, and it's almost time for real Big Brother. I'm I'm horrified because <laughs> we hate we hate U.S. Big Brother. I know, but it's it sucks. Like, <laughs> it's not. It's not like we're not gonna watch it and talk about it. Uh, I do, I will say programming note. I don't think we're gonna have an episode next weekend. Right. I apologize. Just we're gonna be off. Can't work it out with the schedules. But we'll be back, and there's gonna be. I mean, for the real true Hey Julie has, there's going to be a couple weeks in between Canadian Big Brother ending and U.S. Big Brother starting and Survivor ending, where it's just going to be our pop culture hot takes, people's whatever favorite. we want. People's favorite. People love it. <laughs> people love when we just watch random, you know, just one episode of a show and give our <laughs> takes on it. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll be back uh, after the Big Brother Canada finale. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to be crowned winner of Big Brother Canada the next time we uh, podcast. Um, yeah, tell us what like single episode of po- of of a show to watch or a movie to watch, and <laughs> or we'll, a like, random watch. season. Yeah, exactly. A season. Um, Whoa! Don't get ahead of yourself. Well, okay. no, from a ra- a random episode from a uh, random season. Okay. You know, Desperate Housewives season four episode twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Cherry. Twenty nine episodes a season. Network baby. They gotta um, keep doing it. Gotta um, keep Terry Hatcher. Hatching. To the lifestyle she's accustomed <laughs> to hatching. <laughs> hatching with a passion. Um, you can email us too at heyjuliebigbrother at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you later. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie. <laughs> <laughs>